Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Leon Jones Talks Mental Health. I've been given the opportunity by Spotify to create video podcasts. So here I am doing my first video podcast for you lovely people. Firstly, pardon me, I'm going to give a big shout out to all 37 countries that are currently listening to my podcast worldwide. It means a lot to me. I appreciate it and thank you for your support. So, today's podcast is talking about turning a negative situation into a positive situation and get yourself in that right mindset to be able to be able to do that. So, I have recently, actually yesterday, started reading a very, very good book by a gentleman by the name of Ant Middleton. This book, Zero Negativity, talks about Ant's life when he was in the armed forces. Ant Middleton served in the powers and the secret on the special services, uh, the SBS, and uh, he is also known for doing a TV program in Australia and in uh, England called SAS Who Dares Wins, which focuses sometimes it's celebrity SAS Who Dares Wins, and sometimes it's just random members of the public, male and female. It used to be all male, um, and as Anne explains in the book, um, he was uh, approached by the producer. Uh, to see what his views were on allowing females to uh, participate. He wasn't overly keen to start off with. Um, and then he realised this is about the individual uh, and about their qualities, about their strengths and also about their weaknesses. Because remember, just because you have weaknesses doesn't mean that you are a weak person. Everyone has weaknesses, it's normal. No one is perfect in life. I'm far from perfect. No one is perfect and no one will ever be perfect. If anyone could show me a perfect individual, I would... Uh, give them a billion pound I'd, I'd do everything yeah it's impossible not gonna happen so remember that weaknesses are good to have they're good to have so there are a few things i want to discuss so when i was reading this book i started yesterday in the lovely sun lovely sunny weather may i add here in england today in north devon absolutely stunning and hopefully it remains that way so yeah uh there's a few there's a few things i want to delve into uh and one of them these are kind of sentences from himself in this book, and I must recommend this book to every single person out there. It's a brilliant. I've only started reading it. It's an amazing read. It's a, seriously, it's absolutely amazing. It's all, well already kind of taught me a few things uh, about myself and what I could do to change certain things, how I approach certain situations, and how I can also change a negative situation into a positive. So just kind of want to read you something. What I'm about to read you is extremely relevant because the answer is always the same nine times out of ten. There's always that one chance that someone might give a different answer. Just want to read this here. <coughs> so, Ant, it's called Ant Who Are You? One thing I do sometimes when I give talks is get somebody up on stage and ask them, Who are you? The answer is always something along the lines of, I'm John, I'm a software engineer. Of a orchids and a wife. So ask the same question again. Who are you? They'll be a bit less sure this time round. I'm John. I'm a software engineer and my loving husband. At this point, I flip it round. Ask me who I am. And who are you? I'm an emotional, I'm an emotionally connected, positive, driven individual. That's who I am. What you told me are only the labels other people have given you. You're John. Somebody has given you that name. Software engineer. That's a job title. It's not who you are. However, 
you saying you're a loving husband, that's closer to the truth. Are you an emotional person? Are you empathetic? Do you think positive, positively? Who are you? Sometimes they'll still struggle to articulate who they are outside of the names other people have given them. Others will be different. They'll say, well, to be honest, I'm pretty negative. I worry I can be selfish. That's, <coughs> that's key, just that, that, those, those, you know, that paragraph there. When, obviously, people are asked on a day-to-day -day basis, who are you? And I would be exactly the same as that years ago. I'm a lot different now, but people ask me years ago, who am I? It's just standard. I'm Leo Michael Jones. You know, 20 years old, for instance. Born in Plymouth. And that's kind of it, as far as it goes. But the more you go kind of through life, and obviously certain situations in life will potentially make you see that what he's saying is true that only it's people that have said that about you you know like my name leon i didn't give myself my name my mum did it's who i am but who i am really i am a positive person i do what i can to help other people i'm driven i'm determined i'm focused i'm hard working I didn't see these sort of things for years due to the circumstances I was in, as you're all aware. I spent 10 years in uh, inside, two years in prison, and eight years in various different personality disorder units up and down the, up and down the UK. And then it, it takes a lot to, to delve into the, the person you are. Because sometimes people don't want to go into that person they are because they're scared. I was scared for a long time to to admit, for instance, when I you know when I got remanded in 2010. You know, I was scared to say, "I'm Leon. I'm a very angry person." I didn't want to say that because I didn't believe it to be true, but it was. But it was only you know eight years down the line after you know eight years of being inside that I actually started to realise. Um, through a lot of psycho psychological treatment, different kind of assessments, um, different kind of therapies, that you start to realise, hold on a second, oh, I was this person. And the, the quicker I admit that I was that person, the easier it would be for me to change that negative, that negative side of me that was there, change that, now we're into a positive. And so like I said, it's all about getting yourself into that mindset. The moment you, you realise there's a negative situation, the quicker you're able to then think, right, that's negative, I need to change that. But the moment you think, I need to change that, that's the moment where your brain, your clogs start to tick in your brain. It starts going round and round. And you start thinking of different things, these different ways to obviously uh, change that negative into a positive. And there are many different things you can do. You can, it depends on the situation. Um, mine, for instance, was lifestyle choice. Um, you know, as a young lad, um, drugs, crime, fighting with a football firm. I was, you know, but then behind that, I was still that loving, kind, caring person to friends and family, and always have been. It was just those circumstances in my life that I chose. Obviously, no one forced them upon me, and that's the thing. People's choices are their choices. Ultimately, people have to accept that they make bad choices. I totally accept that I've made some very bad choices in my life, but it doesn't make me a bad person. It doesn't make me a bad person. I'm a very nice person when people get to know me. That's life, I suppose some people are. Oh.
some people have their opinions and uh, they're totally entitled to their opinion. But yeah, it's, and then to like with the anger, the moment I realised that I was that person, I had to find a way of changing my lifestyle. And obviously being on the 3741, which is obviously, as you're aware, I've done a podcast in all the sections under the Mental Health Act, is arguably one of the worst sections in the country. Um, very hard to get off, to say the least. Very restrictive, can be. Um, and you just, yeah, you just, I had to change a few things about me, about you know, what I was doing. Did I want to go back to Plymouth and probably end up back in the same situation in less than 24 hours? Um, the answer to that was no. It wasn't just like, uh, no, I don't want to do that. There were reasons as to why I said no. You know, my family, for one. You know, I missed nine years of my little sister's life due to my own faults and me ultimately put myself in that situation. So, and my mum and my grandparents. Uh, and then I just kind of thought, you know what, I need to start fresh. And I thought, if I start fresh... That's the first step to me changing what was a negative into a positive. So then I ultimately decided to move to North Devon. I wanted to stay in Devon, obviously family. Wouldn't move too far afield. And so yeah, that was my first step of changing a negative into positive. And there's, like I said, there's many situations in life uh, that are negative. In many situations, you could have an argument at work, or you could have a disagreement with someone at work, or you could have a disagreement with someone in the street. Could be anything. If you get on the bus, a petrol station, supermarket, anywhere, you can have a disagreement, an altercation, anything with an individual. And it's all about just taking that step back and then reevaluating it, and thinking, right, this is negative now. What do you do? And ultimately, the best thing to do, if you're obviously in public, is turn around and walk away. That's the that's the best advice I could give anyone. And then, with regards to, you know, if you're in a workplace and you've got a disagreement with someone in the workplace, that's, that's different. Yeah, you can, work, you can walk away there. That, you know, that only doesn't solve it because you've still got to work with that individual. And that's how then you, you think, how can I change that from negative to a positive? And in many, many ways, they do things like mediation. Um, got, like, if you're in work, you have a line manager, for instance, someone um, <clears throat> that oversees your work, you talk to them and you resolve it. So yeah, remember, always find that negative. When that negative comes up, find ways or change it to a positive. It's very key. And remember, no one's perfect. It's impossible. Everyone has their flaws. That's life. That's normal. That's it. Second part I want to read in this book. When I read this yesterday, I kind of had like an epiphany, you could say. And I've only had an epiphany once, really. Um, and that was when I was in a medium secure unit in Manchester by the name of Signet Berry. I remember waking up one morning in my bedroom in the medium secure ward where I'd been for nearly three years. I just woke up, looked around my room and thought, What are you doing? What are you doing, Leon? What are you doing? This can't go on. You need to change it and you change it quickly. And from that day on, I kind of I thought, you know what, this, this, yeah, it needs to change. And I remember walking out of my bedroom, straight to the, the office, knocked on the door, said to the, the nurse, Coral, I said, that's a psychologist from the ward, Lauren. So, yeah, okay. 
what for? So I don't even ask because I don't even know myself. <laughs> just at a moment, and that was it. Changed it from then on. A, less than a year later, I was, you know, cleared to move to a low secure, which was a big step considering it had been six years in medium secure, two years in a in a category B prison. It's uh, yeah, it's a big step. I'm very nerve wracking. Don't be wrong. It's uh, yeah, because you go from you know, if you've ever been in hospital, you you know, if you've ever been in a medium secure, um, you know, you know, it's very restrictive. Um, with things you can have on the wall, things you can do, the access you can have, the access you can't have. And moving to low secure, majority of that is you kind of push down a lot. You can have more things in your bedroom. You get out, kids go out more, more activities. Yeah, it's, it's very hard. Sometimes it's hard to adapt straight away to that environment. You're not used to it. Just used to that kind of strict structure, I suppose. <clears throat> so, like, like I said, the next thing I want to read is another page, specifically page forty-two, by the goes by the name of the Hammer of Thor, and. I wanna, I'm gonna read from halfway down the page, and like I said, all, all this is amazing, this is phenomenal read. Um, it goes like this, so, if you're honest with yourself, you can be honest with other people and about the situations you find yourself in. If you're honest about the situation, you'll be able to identify whether it's a positive or a negative. When you're able to identify something as a negative situation, you should also be able to take a step back long enough to realise that the only way to deal with it is with a positive mindset. Don't get me wrong, being open with yourself is tough. It involves ripping yourself to bits, pulling and pulling and pulling until you've found all of your weaknesses and insecurities. You might want to pretend that your weaknesses don't exist, but that's you. Do you want to be 60% of yourself for the rest of your life? There might be 10% of your personality that will remain forever negative. The rest, though, isn't it worth trying? If you don't challenge your weaknesses, how do you ever find out whether it's possible to turn them into strengths? And it says it there. Clear as day. I mean, weaknesses, it's normal. Weaknesses are normal in life. They're, they're normal. It's, and it's, it's all about having a positive mindset. And I know what I understand in life. There's certain situations where people will struggle to find that positive mindset. Yeah, it's understandable. But just focus on it. Focus on trying to have that positive mindset in such a negative situation. Because, you know, life is always going to you know, bombard you with all this negativity. At times, it's always going to its life. Like I said, it's life. It's normal. It's part of living on planet Earth. You know, it's what it is. Then it's all like I said, it's about taking that step back and then looking at it from like a tunnel vision sort of thing without, you know, just like that, without even looking at what's your peripheral vision and just focusing on that moment in time and thinking, right, I need to do this. And just because you acknowledge your weaknesses, like I said, doesn't mean you're a weak person. Acknowledging your weaknesses, like it says in the book, is it's, it's whether or not you find that you can turn them into strengths. Everyone has weaknesses. I have many weaknesses. Many weaknesses. But I focus on those weaknesses and try and turn them into my strengths. And you've got to use it to your advantage. Like I said, weaknesses aren't nothing to be ashamed of. It's normal. And it's part of life. But it's all about you as an individual. If you, if you want to change it, you will change it. And, that's, and like I said, many people in life that 
Brilliant like, for instance, you look at Robert Downey Jr. and Mark Wahlberg, and two of the you know, greatest brilliant actors in the world. Those two spent time in jail, long time in jail. You know, Robert Downey Jr., ex-criminal, Mark Wahlberg, ex-criminal. Where are they now? Pinnacle of Hollywood. You know, from Robert Downey Jr., Iron Man, legendary Marvel films. They got Mark Wahlberg. Done some brilliant films, comedy films. He's done just some amazing films. I think the one that I think my favourite one was um, it's called Lone Survivor. Amazing, just an amazing film. You just kind of think they've been in that negative situation where they've had to challenge their weaknesses and then use their weaknesses, you know, and find a way to turn them into strengths. And they've done it. They've done it. And everyone can do it. That's what I'm saying. Everyone has the capability of turning weaknesses into strengths. It's all about that mindset. It's all about the mindset. If you can get that mindset, you're all flying. You're off. That's it. You're gone. And and life, you'll be able to live life pretty comfortable. And you'll be able to, you know, accept anything that comes your way. That's negative. So yeah, I mean, like I said, this is the first video podcast. I thought it should give me a little brief on the book. And like I said, I'm. I'm Zero negativity, and that's key. Zero negativity. Do not allow that negativity to get into your mind. Because if it gets into your mind, it can eat you away, like a maybe maggot in a strawberry. It can eat you away. If you get allow that negativity to sit in your brain for long enough, that's it. It will just go round and round and round and round. Then you start to ruminate, and when you ruminate on that negative situation, that's when obviously. Things can happen. Aggression, you know, just cut yourself off completely from family members, from loved ones. So yeah, zero negativity. Don't allow the negative negativity to be part of your life. It well, it's part of the world and it's part of day day life, but don't allow it to affect you to a point where it could destabilize your mental health, where you could potentially lose you know, lose everything that you've worked for. Remember that. But yeah, it's a brilliant book. It's been out for a while now, but when you started reading it, I recommend this. I'm pretty sure, I mean, to 37 countries that are currently listening worldwide um, Brazil, China, Australia, United States, my country, United Kingdom, Bolivia, Nicaragua, Egypt, France, everyone. I, I really, really appreciate um, from the bottom of my heart since I started this podcast last year. You know, for me, it's been a key focus because like I'm driven to helping other people, um, and, and I, I'm able to do so. Obviously, you know, I can't change the world single-handedly; it's impossible. But I, I'll do whatever it can, whatever I can, to to at least give people a better insight um, into mental health um, and give people a bit of knowledge that they might not already know, and ultimately just try and help other people realise that you know. Mental health is what can be an invisible disability, but doesn't mean you've got to remain invisible. Remember that. Don't remain invisible because you're not invisible. You may be struggling internally, which is not visible to friends, to family, the wider public. But don't allow yourself to be invisible because remember, mental health. It's part of you. It's nothing to be ashamed of at all. One in four people suffer mental health. One in four. There's seven billion people on the earth. 
I mean, I've come to the mastery now, but it's, it's quite a lot of people. Um, it can range from anything, depression, anxiety, you know, to any mental health disorder, whether it's a very variant or a personality disorder, whether that's narcissistic, emotionally unstable, you know, it could be anything. Um, uh, bipolar, schizoaffective disorder, schizophrenia, severe, dis uh, severe personality disorder. It's, 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 it's anywhere. It's and it's. I just want to try and open people's eyes to the fact that your mental health is. is I mean, there's a lot of stigma still surrounding mental health, and there always will be. There always will be stigma in, in any walk of life. Um, and that's also same with the LGBTQ plus community. You know, my sister is gay. She's married, but when she was younger, the amount of you know hate she received was unreal. Um, it's just, and even though it shouldn't be there, um, it seemed a racism. Why is it still around? You know, it's the 21st century. We're not in the 40s or 50s anymore. Or 60s it needs to change. Um, but will it change? I doubt it very much. Will it improve? I hope so. That's why I aim to try and help do as some in some way, shape, or form. If I achieve it, ideal. If I don't, I'll keep moving. I'll keep. I'll keep trying. I'm not a person to give up. Never. And uh, I've got. There's a saying. I. I, I actually a few weeks ago it was from a female MMA fighter or UFC fighter I'm from Liverpool and she says tough times don't last but tough people do remember that you might need that at some point tough times don't last but tough people do anyway guys I'll leave it there we're just over yeah, about 22 minutes for the, the first video podcast and many many more to come hopefully soon i'll be able to search for guests we shall see uh listen guys thank you again for listening wherever you are in the world in the 37 countries i appreciate it massive respect to you all remain safe remain strong remain focused remain determined remain driven um, and remember look after your mental health take care everyone God bless.